we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 19. Not sure if there's going to be a 20, but thank you for joining. And we are back. We have our resident cheer mom. We have missed you. Oh, so much, Be More. How have you been? I've been good. I missed you guys too. Yeah, it's been a while because we skipped a couple of weeks because we were off in Orlando and then we had Dan Cotton come on. And so it's, I really have missed you and doing this whole thing. So I'm glad that we're, um, that we're back at it again. So I didn't say it, but don't be less today when you can be more. Shout out to Be More and all the other cheer moms out there because she represents for all of you guys. Um, but yeah, how's life been these last few weeks or so? It's been pretty relaxed. Um, you know, while you guys were in Summit or in Orlando for Summit, um, you know, we didn't have anything to do. So it was so, so weird coming home on Monday and not having to worry about, okay, girls, eat a snack. Let's get ready for cheer, you know, and then Wednesday. So it was a nice little break. It was really nice little break, um, but ready to get back in the swing of things, looking forward to our up and coming tryouts and all that. How have things been going? Have things been going for you? Things have been great real, real quick. Cause you said tryout. So shout out. I mean, quick, quick plug for the tryouts, just in case there's anyone out there listening, May 19th, American cheer tryouts, be there or be square. But, you know, things have been great. You know, we're back in the gym. You know, it was a long few weeks, you know, heading into the summit. We're just so focused on trying to get everything ready. And then, you know, summit time is tryout time. It's like the same, you know, so you're trying to prepare for the end of the season, right? Our like most important events. And then at that same time, we're trying to prepare for, for tryouts and make sure that the new season starts off strong and getting everything ready. And, you know, cause that's when people are looking for, you know, shopping around and doing all those things. So we're just trying to make sure. So it gets like really busy during this time of year, but, um, but glad that summit pinnacle, all of our end of season event, you know, regional summit, glad that that's all over, but we had a good time, but real quick, if you're joining us for the first time, Thank you for joining. Be sure to hit that like button. Definitely hit the subscribe button. And we're still doing that $25 Visa gift card giveaway. All you have to do to enter is share this on your Facebook page. And we have a winner from last time. So stick around to the end of the podcast and we will announce the winner. But yeah, anyway, glad to be back. Um, and so we got a good episode coming up. We got some things to talk about you. I have something for you and you say you have something for me. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to find out what, what, what all I, that is about. I love that we've grown into like being able to trust each other or what the questions are, because I remember when we first did like the Instagram live, you're like, send me your questions. I'm like, well, darn it. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, so this is going to be but, you know, I, I hold the keys to the edit button. So I'm like, yes. yeah, we're just going to edit. <laughs> there was no question of the week, guys. I have no idea what happened to it. It just disappeared. <laughs> so, but yeah, but um, Summit was great. Um, you know, Senior Black came home with the dub. Let's go. Uh, Junior Blue came home with second. And then, unfortunately, Senior Red did not make finals. Pretty good routine. But, um, you know, just wasn't. Had a couple couple of things happen in the routine that if you, I guess if you just watch the routine, you go, Oh, it's pretty good routine. And then, you know, just wasn't our day and the other teams and all the other te- It's like one of those days when all the other teams hit. And so it was like, man, this is not, I don't know. I don't think this is our day guys, but you know, it happened. So. Well, congratulations. Um, you know, being a coach and a director, congratulations to you and to Ashley and all the staff at American. Um, I, uh, Aaron Mooney was giving me updates while you got while they were there so she was letting me know how Junior Blue was doing and um, it was so nice to see you know uh, Senior Black take home that win and you know push forward to next year ready for yeah. it again right 
for sure. Let's go. And let's not forget about our regional summit champs. Shout out to you guys, J Doves, Junior White with the regional summit championship. And then uh, shout out to Youth Black, who also won as well. So that was cool. It was cool to actually do all this. And real quick, before anyone kills me about it, shout out to our pinnacle champions as well. So it was cool that, you know, we had several teams win at all of their end of season events, regional summit, summit and and the pinnacle so that was really cool but yeah summit was um oh go ahead for me i think it's pretty cool that it's like um multiple events it's not just like oh you know everybody went to the summit and took all the win it you know we did the regional summit and the pinnacle and the summit it's it's cool that we it's multiple events yeah and i look forward to regional summit actually being in person i want to see what that actually because I was actually really excited for Regional Summit coming up this year. Just a, a new end-of-season event that our lower-level teams can get excited about. And unfortunately, like it was kind of a bummer that it had to be a virtual event this year. So I'm actually really looking forward to seeing. Because they did hype it up. They were talking about this is going to be a great event. You know, it, you know it's going to be a great event. Not that I thought it was actually going to for real, for real rival the Summit in Orlando. But I really thought it was going to be a, a – a really well-ran event for the athletes. So, and I'm actually hearing good things about, remember last time we were on, I was saying, yeah, I don't know if I trust the all-star worlds, like that new, like it's a bunch of IEPs that got together. We got to talk about that. We need to write that down. We need to talk about the all-star worlds because apparently I'm getting mixed reviews I'm hearing good things, but I've also heard some other things about it. So let's let's be sure to talk about that. But I do want to talk about I just kind of real quick though. Oh yeah, go ahead. What what I as a I'm hopefully there's other parents that are listening that their kids, you know, went to regional summit, one regional summit. What did they win? Did they win anything besides a button or yeah, so I don't know. I'm hearing different rumors. So they won, they got like their choice of a prize. And it was like a bear or a blanket or like a hat or something. Like the kids were able to pick, you know, from an assortment of gifts that all said regional summit champion, right? Which me personally, I thought was kind of, I was like, I don't know, like who wants a bear? And, you know, I get it if they don't want to do rings for the kids and they want to save that for the summit in Orlando. Like I totally understand that. That's what they want to do. And they said, well, you know, that prize is reserved for athletes that actually go to the summit. Totally understandable. But I thought they should have given something more. And Ashley and I were like, they should have at least given a T-shirt. Like a T-shirt is something that, you know, I would think a T-shirt would be a respectable gift. Uh, the kids have 8,000 jackets. But I thought a T-shirt was cool. But so I'm hearing a couple of different things. I then heard that they are going to do T-shirts I'm not sure if parents have to pay for them or not because those those other gifts are supposed to be free. And I, so we actually just got a box in the other day. I have no idea if it's Youth Blacks or Junior Whites. So we just got a box in like a day ago. Um, but I'm hearing rumors that they're getting T-shirts, but I'm not sure if the parents have to pay. And then I heard another rumor that they're getting rings that parents have to pay for. I have no idea what is true because we've been so focused on our tryouts and all of that coming yeah. up and you know you know they won so wherever they win is you know they won already so they'll get something so i thought i mean me personally i thought the 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 bears and the blankets and the water bottles and i thought that was just kind of you know kind of whack yeah. gifts. <laughs> well that's good to know i that that, that totally answered my question so i appreciate that yeah so yeah so that's you know, regional summit or whatever. So, but we'll see. I, I really do look forward to seeing it, what it's like as a real in-person event. But so actually let's, let's talk about the all-star world. So, um, you know, I was a little skeptical about it and I was like, you know, we're all over here in California. I just can't imagine taking our families all the way to Orlando for an event that's never happened, put on by a bunch of IEPs. Like that's my real honest opinion. But I saw, you know, I'm on coaches' pages, and all the coaches' pages were taught, were hyping up. They were saying, oh, it was a great, well-ran event, you know. I had one buddy who said they had, like, a day one stage and a day two stage, which I thought was pretty cool. And I saw some pictures of the backdrop. Backdrop looked really cool. 
Um, but, you know, I'm here, and they had a completely different stage on day two. And, again, I wasn't there, so I have no idea. If any of this is wrong, I do not know. This is kind of just hearsay. But I heard coaches really liked it, and all the coaches were blowing it up on, like, our coaches' pages. That It was a great, well-ran event. You know, Summit's going to have, you know, a run for their money, right? And then I heard – I actually ran into an athlete at the airport, and – I've heard of their, I've heard of their gym before, but I had recently made friends with their owner. So I wasn't sure if this was their gym or not. We had talked about some other random things. I was like, Hey, who's your owner? Oh, my owner is, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, we've been talking lately about, you know, some various different things and nice to see that you, whatever. I was like, so how'd you guys do? So, Oh, you know, we did great. We actually didn't go to the summit. We were at all-star worlds. Like, Oh, how, how was it? And so, you know, from a parent and a kid's perspective, like the mom was like, you know, it was, it was good. It wasn't the summit, but it was, you know, it was a good event. So it was funny, you know, what I hear a lot in our industry is so much of our industry is so anti-varsity. Like if you talk to the coaches and owners and stuff, they are so anti-varsity that anytime anything other than a varsity event comes out, they think it's the greatest thing in the world. They're like, oh my gosh, it was so much better than a varsity event. And so you got to take, I kind of take those, um, those posts about how great the all-star worlds was with a grain of salt, because it's like, I don't know. It seems like anytime there's a, a good event that is non-varsity, everyone says it's the greatest thing in the world. But, you know, I talked to a kid and a parent, they're kind of like, well, you know, it was cool. It was a good event, but you know, it wasn't the summit. So anyway, but maybe we should bring on the, my, my idea, this idea, if anyone knows who runs All-Star Worlds, shoot them my contact information, or shoot them my contact information. We'll have them on as a guest, have them talk about yeah. All-Star Worlds. But we could do it. We'll, talk, we'll, we'll see what's up, and they can talk about, you know, how it went and what they have planned for the future and all those things. So tag, tag whoever that is in this, um, in this podcast. But some of it was great. Um, had a good time. Like I said, Senior Black won. And it was cool because um, – we had a girl on a team named Nikki who broke her finger the week we were leaving, right? She comes in, she comes in on Thursday to practice and she has like a splint on her finger and her mom's standing there. And I'm like, of course, of course, right? Like why wouldn't someone get hurt right before Orlando? And her mom's like, you know, she went to school today. She's like, it was her first day of school. She didn't want to go to school. Someone dropped a, and I'm thinking this kid's playing on the monkey bars, you know, doing stuff she shouldn't be. So someone dropped a hydro flask on her finger, completely crushed her finger, right? It's like, and she has to have surgery like now. And I'm like, okay. And I don't know what we're going to do. Like literally, I'm like, I have no idea what we're going to do because this girl, Nikki, we had seen her black earlier in the year, lose an athlete. And so we were trying to find someone age eligible who can fly in the program. And we have no one in the program age eligible who can fly. Nikki was on our junior two team. So we go, well, Nikki's been doing okay lately. And it was Nikki's first year. Nikki was on prep the year before. She was on, yeah, she was on prep the year before. She's made junior two this year. And we're like, well, Nikki's been doing a pretty good job on junior blue. Let's, let's give Nikki a shot at senior three. And so she'd been doing a good job. Now Nikki's finger's broken the week of Summit. And it's like, we, we, we scour the, the roll sheets. There's no one age eligible. We don't have anyone. Like, I don't know. Like, well, how, how broken is it? You know? <laughs> 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 like, really broken? Can you hold the surgery off till next week? Yeah. So we talk. And, um, you know, I, and I talked to the mom about, well, you know, does she have to get, surgery right now or, or what are these different things and I told her this story about when we were at CBU we had an athlete Alyssa Lujan break her hand a couple weeks before tryout or a couple weeks before we left for or uh, Daytona and I told the story about how Alyssa was like coach you know or the doctor's telling her hey I need to get surgery and I can't do this and all, and all these things. And she came in. She's like, I've never been on a team this good. This is before we won NCA. That was the first year we won NCA. And she's like, I've never been on a team this good. 
every time I'm on a good team, we end up getting second place, you know, and, and I, I know that we have a really good shot of actually winning this year and I'm going to hold off surgery until we get back. We didn't run that routine full out for three weeks. This kid just sat there and we trusted that she was going to go out there and do her job. And, you know, she rips off the cast, you know, the moment we get to Daytona and we go out there and long story short, short story long, you know, we end up winning NCA. So I kind of tell them this story and, you know, they go home, think about it. And, you know, I was like, I'm not trying to put any pressure on you. Like, well, you know, we'll figure something out. I was like, oh, we're really in a tight spot right now because obviously we asked you to come be on this team. And that and at that time we thought we had no other options. Right. So, you know, they do some soul searching, come back and said, Hey, if we can, and I said, we will modify anything we have to do to keep her in the routine, anything we have to do. Cause I, you know, anything. So we go and Ashley and I think about talk through what modifications we can make so that she doesn't have to use her hand at all. And we go and we put these modifications in and you know, the mom comes back. So, okay, if you guys can modify, let's check out, let's see what a practice actually looks like. And if we feel like she can do it, let's do it. So we're okay. We'll practice today. We'll give her the rest of the week off until we actually get to Orlando and we'll figure out what we got, what, you know, we'll, we'll try to limit the risk of injury. And anytime she goes in the air, I'll make sure I'm standing there to spot her. So that just in case anything happens, I can catch her before she, you know, for further, you know, injures her hand. Yeah. And so we go and, you know, we modify the stunts and they're going and the stunt group's been really consistent all season long and they go and they're hitting the stunt. Everything looks good. And I'm feeling good. And I go, great. Everything looks awesome. And I talk to Nikki and I'm like, Nikki, I don't want to put any pressure on you. Just let me know. Like, how, how do you feel like confident wise that you can do this? And she's like, yeah, I feel pretty good. I feel like I'm a, you know, seven or an eight or something like that. Like, I feel pretty confident I can do this and all these things. And she, and she got a little nervous. I was like, totally understandable, but you know, you've been doing this all season long. Your stunt group's been doing this all season long. You guys, you know, I truly do believe in you that you guys can actually, if I didn't think you guys could do this, we would just try to make arrangements to do something else. If I thought we had a better option than this. So she's like, cool. So she's very nice, sweet girl. And she goes, but I don't think it should just be my, how I feel. I think we should talk to the stunt group and see how they feel. Oh, well, okay. Goodness. Yeah. We, we should see how they feel coach. And I go, okay, we'll, we'll talk to your stunt group, Nikki. We'll see how they feel. And so, this is something, oh my gosh, this. <laughs> so we bring in Nikki's stunt group, right? I'm looking at the kids. I'm trying to decide which one to actually ask first how they feel on a scale of one to 10. Because I know that you've been doing this long enough. Whoever you ask first is the one that's going to kind of sway the opinions of everyone else, you know, yeah. like you're sitting in a staff meeting like, Hey, what do we think about, you know, the next project we should be working on? Someone's like, well, I think we should do a, B and C. And then someone's like, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? And so I knew that whatever, whoever I asked first was going to kind of sway the opinions of the other, you know, two kids had to answer and ultimately the whole group. So I'm looking at them. And I go, all right, we got this kid. I'm definitely not asking that kid because if I ask her on a scale of one to 10, she'd be like, I feel zero confidence with this stunt group. So I'm, like, I'm not asking that kid. There's another kid in the group who's a freaking G. I know she's a G. And if I would have asked her, I know it was like, oh, if I ask her, she's going to say, coach, scale of one to 10, 20. We can nail this thing day in, day out. And uh, there's the other kid. Who really solid, hard worker, sweet, nice kid, never gives me any problems. And I go, yeah, I can ask her. She'll probably go, yeah, coach, I feel really confident. And you know, and I can, I kind of felt like it was cheating to call on the other kid. I'm like that's kind of cheating, Jason. You already know she's, you already know she's, she's down to do whatever. So I call on the other kid, and I go, hey, um, scale of one to ten, how do you feel about, um, you know, how confident do you feel that you guys can do this stunt? given they just nailed this stunt like several times out there on the floor like they, 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 they perfectly fine looks just like it looked like she'd never broken her finger yeah like how how confident do you feel that you guys can um 
can do this stunt. And I'm trying try not to put any pressure on him. And she goes, um, about a four. And <gasps> my heart. <laughs> oh my God. Drops to my stomach. I'm like, a four kid? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so then I say a four. And then all of them are like, yeah, coach. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these kids are killing me. So then Ashley and I are like, okay, 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 okay. Let's talk through this. Let's talk through. And so we kind of talked about our options. And and so then I got to ask them again. I got to ask the G. Like, hey, how do you feel? She's like, oh, coach. Yeah, I, no. After after what you just said, I feel good. I feel like we can nail it. And then the rest of them are like, okay, I, I feel good. Okay. So, you know, anyway, we take the rest of the week off. Um, they go to Orlando. We modify whatever we need to modify. They go out there, hit day one, hit day two. Let's go. Summit champs, senior black. Shout out to Nikki, her whole stunt group, for making it happen, being adaptable, being at your best when your best is needed, also known as competitive greatness. But it was good. But um, you want to hear another funny story? Yes, I love your stories. That was a, a good one. And definitely shout out to senior black and that stunt group. And <laughs> Way to bring home that American win. <laughs> it actually, that story actually was a, my, it reminds me of this other story. So back at PCM, I'm coaching our restricted five. So for those of you guys who don't know, well, it's now known as level five now. So world teams are level six. And I was coaching our restricted five, or what we would call level five today. And so a girl, we'll just say her name, Raven. Shout out to Raven. She just got married. So hope you and Dylan are blissfully enjoying marriage. Anyway, so Raven is on our world's team. And she had missed a practice or missed camp, or she, she did something wrong. And our owner who coached the world's team wanted to teach Raven a lesson. And she's like, Jason, I'm putting Raven Raven is going to go do Phenomenon, which was my team. You're going to do Phenomenon. She's going to do Phenomenon because I need to teach her a lesson. But, you know, so have her come practice with you guys for a week or so and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. So Raven came and hung out and she, you know, tumbled. But I didn't put her in and I didn't put her in the routine. She would tumble and practice with us, but I didn't actually, you know, put her in a stunt group and rearrange formations because we all knew that Kelly was going to be taking her back, you know, in a week or two. And I'm like, I'm not wasting my time putting this kid in a stunt group and doing all this and doing all this and doing all this. So she's there and she tumbles or whatever. And when we stunt, she sits down. When we run the routine, she sits down and watches or whatever. And we do that for like a week. So, you know, a Monday, Wednesday or whatever. And Kelly at the end of the week is like, so are you going to put Raven in the routine? I'm like, no, Kelly, like we all know, we all know you're taking Raven back in a week. And I put her in the routine. They got to take her out. It's a waste of time. Da, da. It's like, Jason, she needs to learn her lesson. She needs to learn her lesson. You need to put her in the routine. And I'm like, Kelly, come on. We all know you're taking her back. And so well, Kelly's my boss. I'm like, okay, I'll put her in the routine next practice. So next practice, I put Raven in the routine. And Raven's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not really supposed to be doing stunts here. You're like, Raven can really tell her, her de whole demeanor changed because she knew she was actually being put into the routine. Like, oh, man, this might be serious. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, I put her in stunts, and I put her under, and Raven's a world's kid, and she's been a world's kid for years. So I put her under, like, my heart, you know, my most inconsistent stunt, and now that stunt's hitting, and it's looking all good or whatever. And so at the end of practice that day, after I put her in the routine, we have a sit down meeting. Me, Kelly, and Raven have a little sit down meeting. And um, Kelly's like, so Raven, I've, I've thought about it. I think that you have learned your lesson. And if you are willing to, or I'm willing to offer you a spot on Mysterious again, if you are, you know, if you're open to accepting that position or whatever. And Raven sat there. And I'm, you know, I'm the, it's a no-brainer. You don't want to be on our restricted five team. You want to be on the world team and go to, to Worlds in Orlando and all that good stuff. This is way, you know, we don't have to summon or anything. 
So there's no real, you know. So I'm just sitting there, like, waiting for all this to be over. And Raven goes, no, I think I'm going to stay on Phenomenon. <laughs> I go. And, you know, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, are you serious? And I'm doing, like, this huge, I'm like, oh, we're keeping Raven. Like, see the world scale. Like, we get that Raven. <laughs> and, um. Yeah, Kelly, no, 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 no. And she, yeah, she reversed that real quick. She's like, no, 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 you're doing this, Jerry. But I was, my, I couldn't believe that Raven had called her bluff and was like, no, I'm just going to do Restricted Five. And so um, that's how, that's how Kelly felt. When, when that kid said, yeah, I feel about a, a, a four in confidence. That's how Kelly felt when she said, I'm staying on uh, Phenomenon. So anyway, shout out to those guys. Um, shout out to Raven. Again, I hope you guys are blissfully and happily married and um yes what else is what else is going on be more um well i was just wondering if maybe you could like explain to our listeners we had some coaches leave and the new coach comes so you know that's a big uh how how has that you know uh, affected the gym or you know you ashley with christina coach christina is no longer with the gym so no long, and you had just given I, I I feel like it was the very last podcast that we did together. So what episode seventeen? Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen? That was when like you gave them a huge shout out and you're like, Christina, you're the best coach in the world. <laughs> 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 yes, apparently she was really good because she's gone. Um I didn't fire her. She <laughs> so um no, Christina, yeah, Christina's no longer with us, and we truly wish Christina nothing but the best of luck with everything that she gets into um yeah so christina just to explain to all all of our listeners um christina has a boyfriend and i knew when they started dating that we were going to be in trouble because he is not from bakersfield he's kind of like he was like hitchhiking from and i could be making this up but he was like (laughs) hitchhiking from like washington to southern california Stopped in Bakersfield, met Christina, and then stayed. And so I was like, and after they had been dating for a while, I was like, this guy's not from Bakersfield, and they're going to end up moving one of these days, you know, uh, because it got pretty serious. I was like, oh, they're going to get married one of these days, and he's a firefighter, and he went off to, where'd he go? He went to Colorado this summer, and he was supposed to be only gone for three months, he got an internship with this firefighting company. I don't really know. But he got this internship in Colorado fighting fires. It was three months. That three months turns into like six months. And then it was like, I could tell it was really hard on Christina, that long distance relationship. And then he got offered a full-time position with that same like station or unit or whatever we're going to call it in Colorado. So... Christina's like, yeah, I, I'm following Forrest to Colorado. Like, that's where, like, I just, I, you know, I got to follow my heart, right? And so I knew, you know, I've known Christina for years. Forrest is a great guy. And as much as I want, as much as I want Christina to stay with us forever, you know, I know that she loves this guy. And that it is best for her to move on. And she actually told me that she wasn't going to coach. She's like, I don't even plan on coaching. I just plan on moving to Colorado and I'll figure out something else. And like, Christina, you are way too good of a coach to not coach. Like, apply it to your Central Suns. And so she's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of far, though. She's like, it's like three hours from where he's going to be living. Oh, oh, never mind. But anyway, she ended up applying at your Central Suns and got the job there and is going to do – Honestly, she's going to be a blessing to their – I mean, she's a great coach, and great coaches do not grow on trees. They just really don't. Um, There's a lot of average coaches in the industry. There's a lot, a lot of bad coaches in the industry. And Christina is a great coach, and she's going to be a blessing to their program. So, you know, she went, and and honestly, I wish – I honestly wish nothing but – I want our staff to come in to become the best versions and people of themselves – And so they can go out into the workforce, whether it's another cheer career or just their, their actual career, whatever the case may be and go and make it happen. Christina did everything right. She told us with plenty of time. I think she told us maybe at this time, two months ago or 
you know, 12 weeks ago or so and said, hey, I just want to give you the heads up that this is going to be happening and, and all those things, which gave us plenty of time to go and find Coach Josh, right? And, and try to get things in place. And a lot of times people, you know, other people they just quit on the, hey, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just not doing, you know, they leave you in a scramble, but that shows Christina's character and said, hey, I want to give, you know, you guys have done, you guys have been so good to me. Like I'm going to, you know, you can reap. So anyone want to leave a job, if you feel like your employer is being, even if your employer hasn't been good, you should still treat people the way you want to be treated. Right. And she gave us plenty of time to find a replacement and to come up with, even though we're never going to be able to replace Christina, but we were able to come up with a plan that we feel confident with that she's no longer here, you know? And, um, you know, so I wish her truly nothing but the best for her and the rest of our staff and whatever they want to do. Cause I would hate for someone to try to sabotage again, Joey, because they selfishly wanted to keep her in their program, you know? So yeah. if this is what's best for her. I had this, I interviewed one time at a job. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I interviewed at this um, program, big, big name, Jim. And the owner told me straight up, Jason, if you come to us, you're here for life. I'm not joking you. If you come to, you, Jason, you got to understand. And there's Ashley and I, right? If you guys come, you guys are here for life. And I'm like, for life? Like, for life? And so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, yeah. oh, no, like things happen, you know? It's like, for life? And she was like, yo, for life. I'm like, okay. We'll see what happens, I guess. But, you know, we got Josh. Josh is going to be a great addition to our program. We used to coach with him back at PCM. And basically, you know, him, Christina, and Trayvon all doing recreational classes and, you know, coaching teams here and there. And we were always cool at PCM. Obviously, we left for American, and he went on and did his own thing, ended up at California Flyers, and did great, you know, was given new opportunities at California Flyers that he probably wasn't um, either ready for or offered at PCM and just grew up as a coach at California Flyers, learned a ton of things. And so when we um, interviewed him, it was obvious that he had grown a ton as a coach and as a person and his former owner, California Flyers closed um, during the pandemic and his former owner gave nothing but great things to say about him and was like, yeah, this is our guy. So Josh is up excited for him to be working with the kiddos and, you know, he's gonna do great things with our program here. I agree. I think he will. I know um, I could be wrong, but I think Wednesday was his first practice. Was Wednesday his first practice? Yeah, or? For, Wednesday was his first practice. So he practiced on Tuesday in the Southwest with um, Youth okay. Black and Senior Red. And then, yeah, and then Wednesday he was with your girls and the other part of the program. Yeah, I saw him in there on Wednesday and um, I you know, solemn. I don't come to practice very often. So, uh, I was watching, I'm like, oh, I'll watch for a little bit. Um, and I saw him talking to the girls. So after practice, I asked how practice was and they said, good. And I said, how was that new coach? And they're like, we really like him. He was so funny and so nice. I'm there like, okay, there, there we go. Um, you know, I mean, so excited to see what he brings to American and that'll be, you know, new. So here's the mysterious question that um, I know um, some American parents are wanting to know. Is this the cheer mad question of the week? No, no, no. This is oh, a, oh, oh, okay. This is a American cheer parent this question. This is the American cheer question of the week. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys looking for any more coaches besides Josh? We're always looking for talented coaches. All right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That was it. it. Yeah. We're always looking for talented coach. If there's a talented coach who wants to come, we will make room for a talented coach. I'm not, I'm not in the market for any more average coaches. We can find average coaches. I'm looking for, but if there's a talented coach. Yeah, of course. Let's go. We'll, you know, open the doors and make, make sure, make it happen. So, but yeah, we're always looking to put the very best staff together that we can. Well, you got someone Good. in mind? You know, know someone? Uh, no, <laughs> oh, well. you know, back in the day, me and Brittany Odell used to be a junior high cheer coaches okay. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> together. So, uh, that was, 
we we went to um Las Vegas and won a couple uh you know hey before okay I didn't know this about you yeah we did uh so a little bit different now but so just in case just in case you got out of the produce game I can call you up <laughs> maybe I don't know <laughs> that's funny um, what else we got going on here's what we got going on so remember I told you I was going to pull senior red or I was going to pull the, I was like, I'm going to pull the teams. Like, I guarantee if I pull the teams, they would say that they'd rather have their parents cheer than videotape. Yeah. Yeah. So I pulled senior red. Would you like to know the results? She, I'm, I, gonna, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you already, you already know okay. where this is going. 25 to zero. 25. I would rather have my parents cheer out loud in the crowd than then record my routine 25 to 0 not 24 to 1 not 23 to 2 25 to 0 those kids all voted i would rather mike if, if i only had two options parents record or parents cheer i want my parents cheering out loud so like i said well right. parents take note <laughs> I, I'm kind of lucky sometimes that I do have a little person with me that can record so I can cheer, but I agree. I mean, but you, I, I can cheer and record at the same time. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched any of my videos, but you're oh, like, you need to be like, <laughs> arms up, flailing. The twins are like, you're so loud. I'm like, can you hear me on the stage? And they're like, yes, it is so embarrassing. No, they cannot hear you. It is so loud. They cannot like hear you specifically, you know, like. It, that, that music is so loud. They're not like, oh, I heard my mom's voice out there. You know, they can see you, but yeah. Anyway. Okay, well, I'll, tr I'll make sure that uh, I try to uh, not record and just cheer no, in the cool. future. Hey, you guys can do what you want. That's cool. That's cool. What else? I'm just letting you know how the kids, <laughs> I'm just letting you know how the kids feel. That they'd rather y'all bring the noise. Um most cool regional summit or not regional summit the summit they actually so with covid and everything they didn't have the stands up they just had so you like you kind of came in and they had like these dots on the ground and so you had mm -hmm. the dots were like space like six feet apart i'm not sure if they're actually six feet apart but that's what i'm guessing they were but like these dots are like six feet apart and it's like two people per dot and they only brought your team and it was actually pretty cool um because they like surrounded the whole not the whole floor, but they made like kind of like this, um, like this U shape around the floor. So you had like families everywhere spread throughout and, you know, and we're filling up every dot and it was just like really like, anyway, I thought about that because, the because like the parents recording and not being all like squished into the center, they kind of surrounded like all edges of the floor and yeah. it wasn't on the stage. It was it was flat ground level so you could you had like a really good view it's actually really cool i really like the way they they did it under them under those circumstances i mean it wasn't the same as performing in front of like the the filled entire arena but i thought it was a pretty cool setup the way they 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 did it there but it was um i mean you had to go through so as soon as you get off the bus they gave you a there's like a guy who asked you, have you been in contact with anyone with COVID in the last 14 days? And all I'm thinking is one of these kids better not make a joke. Like, and be like, yeah. And you know, like the whole team's gonna be disqualified. So they go and ask, has anyone been in contact with COVID? Does anyone have COVID? Any symptoms of COVID? You know, and they ask you all these questions and they go and they temper, they, you know, they temperature scanned you. Then you go and you get in and they weren't like letting people inside. It was so hot out there. But, um, you know, someone did a pretty good, a decent job, especially under the circumstances of running a a real event except for you know the, it was so hot out there with those masks on but it was um oh yeah yeah but it was a cool event it was it did a good job but um yeah all right what else what else we got going on be more we do have the cheer mad question of the week oh well let's hop into it so if anyone wants to submit a question um send it over to us or to cheer mad and we will answer your questions um, this question is anonymous, um, but All those anonymous questions. <laughs> <laughs> so she gives a little bit of a backstory and I, I'm not going to really read the backstory, but, um, 
how does kids outside lives and social media affect their lives inside cheerleading the squad and or the program so basically like how do you guys deal with what kids do outside of the gym how do you deal with like how do you does that make sense how do you deal with it coming back into the gym yeah so good question so if i'm getting this right how do we as a gym like enforce rules i guess for kids who have infractions outside of the gym is that kind of i don't know yeah yeah pretty much yeah and you know it's hard because i don't want to tell here's like one thing me personally you know i don't think joey should be you know joey's only 10 months 10 months old today actually as of this recording but you know i don't want joey to you know, drink and smoke and use foul language and all those, those various things. And I don't want our athletes to do any of those things while at the gym, but parents raise their own kids. And if their parents allow them to do those things outside of the gym, their parents allow them to do those things outside of the gym. And that's up to them. Even if I disagree, even if I disagree with it as a parent or if I disagree with it as a coach. So if I find out a kid is, if I find out a kid is drinking or smoking or, or whatever the case may be, you know, especially like one of those two things, you know, I'll let the parent know and I'll like say, Hey, I'm not passing judgment. If I'm just letting you know, I came across a video of a kid of your child smoking, drinking, whatever the case may be. Now, if you allow that as a parent, that's on you. Now I'm not saying that we have a bunch of parents that allow it, but I'm saying, if, Hey, this is what you guys do. If you choose to discipline your kid, then you choose to discipline your kid. Uh, if you don't choose to discipline your kid, then you, that's, that's on you as a parent. Now, if they do those things and they come into the gym or doing those things with American cheer uniform on, or they're doing those things, right. That has a direct impact on our gym, right? Like they're representing our gym at that time. Then I feel like, okay, then we got to draw the line there. Like you can't have American cheer in your bio and then, you know, you're doing X, Y, and Z outside of the gym. Yeah. And posting it on social media, right? So, you know, there's a thin line. The other thing that's really hard is that parents, listen up. Parents, a lot of times, don't believe that their kids are actually doing anything wrong. A lot of times, I will bring up, and this happens all the time hey, your kid has been bullying this other kid on the team. They're not. My kid would never bully. No, no, they're, they're bullying a the kid. Like, this is a true story. I'm going to tell you a story now. This is a true story. Everyone listen to this. This is a true story. Everyone also like, should subscribe, and share. Share this podcast right now. True story. We have cameras in the gym. Cameras that record everything that happens in the gym. I had a kid get frustrated with their flyer. This kid slaps the other kid, their flyer. The base slaps their flyer, not in the face, but like they're in the stunt and like reels back the hand, slaps her. I say, kid, get over here right now. And I pull him off the floor and you know, and I, and this is years ago, but I reel into this kid about it's inappropriate behavior, blah, 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 blah. Consider you're done for the rest of practice. You're not practicing. We'll be talking to your mother after this, right? And I go to the cameras and I go and pull up the footage and I record it. I record this kid slapping this other kid. I show it to the mom. Mom wasn't at practice that day. Show it to the mom. I said, I sat your kid out of practice today. I sat your daughter out of practice today because she slapped this other kid. Show her to the video. Looks at it. It's black and white. Daughter, or sorry, mom goes, talks to the daughter. Daughter says, yeah, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to slap her, blah, blah, blah. Mom comes back, says, yeah, well, she said she didn't mean to slap her. What do you mean she didn't mean to slap her? She slapped her. It's not like she kind of was doing, she was backspotting, right? Or basing or whatever she did, with a hand on the foot, took her hand off the flyer and slapped the kid. 
And I said, we have a video. I know exactly what happened. The flyer wasn't being as tight as she wanted to be or as tight as she wanted to be, as tight as she wanted her to be. The base got frustrated, took out her frustration in the form of a slap. And we're going to say she didn't mean to do it. No, she meant it. Now, she might regret it and have remorse at this point, and I believe that, but that kid went back and slapped that kid, and we can't just say that she didn't do it. So a lot of times, on more than one occasion, several occasions throughout the years, you know, parents just don't believe that their kids have done anything wrong, you know? So. Yeah. I, I feel you. I, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, I, I feel you. I get it. I, I see it. I see it a hundred percent. I think it has to. Dude, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I didn't know. I'm, this is how frustrated I am with this. Cause I had another parent I, and I go, this kid did this. And she's like, no, not my kid. Like maybe my other daughter. I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, I know my kids. Your kid did that. I have no reason to lie. Why do I want to lie about your kid? Your kid did that. Uh, it's not her attitude. Well, it's her attitude at practice, you know? So, you know, but I just, it's just over the years. I don't want to generalize all parents, but it seems that a lot of times I'll bring up something and parents just simply don't believe that their kid is capable of doing X, Y, and Z. And I've just learned over the years that I love all of these kids and I, and I really put them in the best light. They're angels to me. But when I hear that they've misbehaved, I go, oh yeah, well, they're human and humans misbehave. And whether it's, you know, alcohol, smoking, um, and, and all the other things that kids get into, um, you know, I go, yeah, they, my default is when I hear it. I go, yeah, that's probably true. Not probably, it breaks my heart, but it is. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. Um, it has to be hard um, as a coach because you're not their parent, but you are their coach at practice. So um, I, I get frustrated about it too. I know. I mean, like I, my kids are angels sometimes, but um, they know like mom is going to get on to them. I've had like Claire tell me a couple times, like, I almost had to t- call you because the girls were fighting with each other. And I'm like, make them run, make them do pushups, yeah. get them in trouble. Like, and they, you know, uh, you got to learn from other, I feel me. I feel like my kids need to learn, um, consequences from other people that it's not yeah. just the consequences from mom. And, you know, they've, they've fought at home or did, you know, bad stuff at home. I'm like, I'm going to tell your coaches that you need to just run the whole time and you need to condition yeah. the whole time. And they won't do that. I'm like, Oh, watch me. Yes, they will. <laughs> for real, for real. Uh, but yeah, that was just the question. So, um, I think you gave some insight to that. There we go. I tried, I tried my best. All right. We ready for the, uh, we got anything else before we get into the quote of the week? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. It was so, so fun to be back. I'm glad we're back and in our groove and ready to rock and roll. Yeah, oh, man. we we do have the winner of the gift card. So if you want to do that before or after the quote of the no, week. No, we're doing that we're doing that after. They got they gotta hear this quote of the week first. <laughs> all right. Don't forget to enter. All you have to do to enter is share. Share. Oh, and if you're like if you don't share it directly, tag me in the video. Tag me or the video, the the post, tag Brittany. So that we know, because if you have like a private account and we're not actually friends and you don't tag me, they don't actually see if you've shared it. So make sure you, you know, yes. put one of us in the, um, in the post, but quote of the week, actually, this is actually one of my favorite quotes. I really, really love this. Um, culture drives expectations and beliefs, expectations and beliefs drive behavior, behavior drive habits Habits create the future, and it all starts with culture. Love this quote, love this quote, love this quote. Culture drives expectations and beliefs. Expectations and beliefs drives behavior. Behavior drives habits. Habits create the future, and it all starts with culture. So on this be the quote of the week, there's a really good book called um, Win the Locker Room First. It was by this coach. Um, he used to coach the um, Atlanta Falcons. And you know, it's like the opening of the book and it just talks about the culture that you have in your program drives everything behind that. And and I really thought about this. 
because of the different cultures that we've had in the gym. And like, I felt that, I feel like this quote, even though it's true all the time, that it's represented in our, our end of season events, right? Summit, pinnacle, you know, regional summer, whatever. Um, you know, if we talk about, you know, earlier this season, I talked about senior red and how they hadn't, they just hadn't been working hard. I was like, Hey, be on, yeah, be on the lookout because this team's going to turn it around. You know, they started turning it around and they're going to be on a tear for the rest of this season. Right. And they started working hard, but then they fell back into that same culture. And I had let our, um, I had let our culture go unchecked on senior red for, for too long. And we were talented. We are talented and, and all these things, but we just had bad attitudes on the team and like just flat out lazy kids on the team. And I let our culture go unchecked. And when that happens, it leads to, not being the very best that we can be. And ultimately we don't get into finals, right? Um, because of that culture that we had and no one wanting to put in, I want to say no one generalization, but because of, there's another really good quote. Oh my gosh. Where's it at? That is the quote of the week. I got to find it. I've changed the quote of the week. I have this. it somewhere. <laughs> This has never happened before, people. Never, ever. If you can see Coach Jason, he's scrambling right now. I know. <laughs> I had to find my iPad because I knew when I saw this a few weeks ago, I wanted this to be the quote of the week. And you totally and, forgot about it. And I forgot about it. It made this one, but it's along the same lines. Here we go. Matt Lyle said, on every team, there is a core group that sets the tone for everyone else. If that tone is positive, you have won half the battle. If it is negative, you are beaten before you ever walk on the field. Actually, I guess that was by Chuck Knoll, but Matt Lyle tweeted it. Um, on every team, there's a core group that sets the tone for everyone else. If that tone is positive, you have half the battle won. If it is negative, you are beaten before you walk on the field. Chuck Knoll. I, I really like that one. Yeah. And that is it. There are kids on every team who set the tone for the whole team, which obviously, and that sets the culture, right? And our key players on senior red set a negative tone and it drowned the team the entire season. And most talented team in the gym, as far as obviously they're our highest level, but as far as their ability to be great at their level they were the, you know, sometimes you have a higher level team, but they're not, they don't really have the ability to be good at their level. They were our best team at their ability to be great at their level, right? Pound for pound. But because we had, because our core athletes set a negative tone, I am not surprised that we didn't make finals, right? And it just is what it is. And on the flip side, we have senior uh, black who honestly on paper wasn't really that talented. We compare them to 20, what, 2020, the year before, one NCA. Well, let's start with 2019. 2019 senior black was very, very, very good. I was like, wow, these guys are really good. And if someone would have told me that first day of practice, Hey, Jason, these guys are going to win the summit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, duh, but how much? Like, these guys are phenomenal. The next year, most of those athletes went on to be on senior four. Like, a major majority of those kids went on to be on senior four. And so we weren't as talented in 2020. We were still pretty good, but we weren't as talented as 2019. And now 2021, we're not nearly as talented as the 2020 team. But the culture on that team is that they work hard, and they put in the work. And the other part of the culture is, we, you know, we talked about the other quote, expectation, uh, culture drives expectations and beliefs. So they go, hey, we're on senior black. And the expectation is that we're a good, great, hardworking team. Um, expectations and beliefs drive, um, drive behavior, right? So they behave like champions. 
their behavior drives their habits. They, they create championship habits. And then all of a sudden this team that's really honestly wasn't that good on paper um, went and they're summit champions because because you know we're kind of combining these two quotes because they're because the core athletes who led the team were positive and did things the right way and so the rest of the team you know fell in line like that right um yeah. versus our other team who's really really talented right the same kids that won nca the year before the same kids who won the summit the year before but for whatever reason thought they didn't have to work as hard and when your best athletes or your core athletes aren't setting the tone for the rest of the team, aren't being great examples for the rest of the team. It sets the tone not to have a good season. That team didn't accomplish, that team did not reach their potential the way they should have, mm -hmm. right? Um, and what's funny, if I sandwich in Junior Blue, team that, you know, I got second place. Junior Blue started off strong. We got, we, first like two competitions, we win, we won, we win our first two competitions. I think they go and lose maybe like their next two competitions. And now they're like, Oh my gosh, we suck. We're awful. And they stop believing in themselves. And once they stop believing in themselves, that's when I saw fights like starting to happen at practice. Right. And kids are blaming each other. I don't say like fist fights, right. But not slapping another kid, but they're blaming each other and they're frustrated. And when something goes wrong, it's like the end of the world. And I saw that happen and I saw them going from, really believing that they were a good team to believing that they weren't a good team just because of us, uh, you know, a couple, you know, because of core kids didn't believe they were good anymore that infected the rest of our practice. We weren't as good as we could have been. Now I remember making a conscious effort to, I remember writing in my journal, junior blue has lost their belief in themselves. We've got to get them to believe in themselves again. So I made a conscious effort to get these kids to, believe in themselves again so after that you know it's still a battle because you're still battling you know they're teenage girls so we're still battling yeah. if they believe in themselves but we go to summit and they're in first place after day one they hit their routine they're in first place after day one and now all of a sudden they believe again oh my gosh we're in first place like oh my gosh right and they end up losing the summit by point two the team um a team came from wild card um, wow. A, yeah, team in wild, the team that won wild card, uh, South Bay Divas. Shout out to South Bay Divas and Charisma. Y'all doing a great job out there. So, someone tag Charisma in this. Let her know. And then, Charisma, you share this with all of your families because we need them to hear this as well. Well, not this specifically, just the podcast. I'm just trying to plug the podcast, Charisma. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they did great. Uh, they had a really good routine in. Wildcard, and they had they're beating us by like five tenths of a point after you know their their wild card score compared to our prelim score so okay. anyway our kids now believe in themselves look good on day two hit on day two we end up losing to them by point two and i remember telling the kids well here's here's what i will say if those kids would have believed that they would be, that they were going to be within two tenths of the summit championship, they would have worked harder throughout the rest of the, the whole season. If yeah. they would have just, they would have, they wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had to get on them about, you know, arguing with each other or wasting time just talking or getting on your phone in the middle of practice or whatever. We wasted so much time at practice due to them not believing in themselves. But had they believed the entire time, the way they believed in the beginning of the season, then we would have been able to, you know, make up that point two somewhere, right? It's only, it's only point two. We could have been able to make that up. So, you know, it's super important for us. You know, I wish I would have, I wish I would have recognized that after their first loss, how much, um, that first loss affected their, their self-image and how much, you know, me, if I lose a competition, I still think I'm the best coach in the world. You know, I just go, oh, we just lost. It just is what it is. We move on. Um, but apparently our kids, 
I, did, I didn't recognize as a coach that our kids didn't have that same self-confidence in themselves that, you know, you're going to lose at times. So it doesn't mean that you are a loser. And when we lost and then lost again, I feel like it shifted their perspective and that they were losers. And then I didn't catch that early enough as a coach. And if I would have caught it earlier, we could have made up that point too or whatever. But, you know, it is what it is. You live, you learn, you grow. And I hope yep. that these kids, you know, every time we've won a summit championship or NCA, it's come off the heels of us coming really, really close to winning before. It, I mean, it honestly has. So, you know. Yeah, that's the um, – that was the quote of the week. So two of them. I liked both of those. Those were both really good. Um, if my kids are ever, uh, you know, the, the bad ones that bring the negativity, oh, I want to know right away. Oh, I'll let you know. We're snapping that out of them. Yeah, man. Um, so. Um, all right. So we, what do we about... got, you know, looking no. forward to the, the, the new season? Um, Give me one thing that you're excited about. Just one. One thing that we have a full season that we're starting in May. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the number one thing I'm excited about. Starting in May, you know, we're going to start stunting, you know, immediately. Like we're not going to wait until August to start stunting, you know, that we're not going to be six feet apart trying to do all this stuff, you know, that we um, heading into the season, we had zero clue what the season was going to look like, you know, what it could potentially look like. And I, after we've been through this season, I at least know what it could look like, even though I don't think it's going to look like that. I, I mean, at least prepared for those things a lot more. I mean, we went into this season blind. Yeah. We are at least going into the season with a reference point of knowing, okay, here's, here's how we're going to handle that. If this happens again, here's how we're going to handle this. If that happens again. Um, so, you know, I'm excited that we've, you know, started planning. We have, we're going to do a couple different things with stunts um, and choreography this year. So I'm excited about that. Um, I took notes throughout the season of what makes a perfect season. So here, listen, all the coaches out there, you know, some things I have, I have a good idea. Like, oh, that was a good idea. And then I try to remember it the next year. And sometimes I remember it and sometimes I don't, but this year, Every time I knew there was like a, a moment, I wrote it down. And I'm, so I'm constructing our perfect season. Um, and it's kind of hard to explain. But I'm constructing or I constructed or took notes on and going to continue to take notes on what makes us have a perfect season. And I took notes all year long. About, oh, yeah, when we get to this point of the season, we need to be doing this. Okay, when we get to this point of the season, we need to be doing this. And so I already do, I already take copious notes about practice plans, but it's more of an overall general. This wasn't really about practice. It was about, I don't know, certain things that we do. Um, I don't know. At the end of the season, we started putting um, – here's an example. At the end of the season, we started putting tape on the floor, like um, Velcro on the floor for the kids' stunt mm -hmm. groups. So they would know where to go in their formations every time. And we did that at the end of the season. And I wrote down, we need to do, as soon as we have our elite sequence, we need to put that Velcro down so the kids can always, so we can create that muscle memory that they always go to that part of the floor. Um, I'm trying to think. That's just something off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. There's other things, but I just wrote down like what makes us have a perfect season. Yeah. And all these different things. So I'm looking forward to having a perfect season, but you know. A lot of that depends on uh, tryouts and who shows up. Kids have a lot of impact on yeah, how well your season true. goes. Very true. Yeah. So we got anything else going on? Or are we? No, I don't think so. I think we covered everything that we wanted to wing it and talk about. Yeah. Let me let me let me scroll. Let me see if there's anything else. Oh, that was funny. I'm not sure if I want to. Oh, someone else asked me this. Um, Youth Black, when they went to South Carolina, they ended up getting third place in that division. So someone wanted to know that. They said I left them hanging. And I was very upset. Actually, I will say this. I was very upset about Youth Black. I said this. I was like, oh, I'll tell you at the end of the episode. I never end up saying it. They changed Youth Black's name to YJ Black. Yeah. 
And I was very, very upset because their name isn't YJ Black. Their name is Youth Black. And just because they're competing in the junior division doesn't mean that the event producers should take it upon themselves to change their name. So I was very, I'm still kind of bitter about it. I was very upset at the time. Um, then they changed, I'm like, really? You guys changed our name? Like, that's not our name, you know? And, you know, um, you know, there was a team out there, California All-Star, Smoed. Um, sure, most of our listeners have heard of Smoed. But Smoed is an amalgamation of small and co-ed. They just smush those two words together. Small co-ed, they are Smoed. And I don't think there's an event producer in the world where if Smoed decided to be a medium co-ed team instead of a small co-ed team, that the event producer would take it upon themselves to change their name to Moed, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? They're not small co-ed anymore, so I'm going to change their name. And, you know, and they went and disrespected us like that and just changed our name to YJ Black. You know, that's not our name. That, that's Youth Black. They were a youth team competing in the junior division. So that's their name. And they should have been, I wanted those kids to have a sense of pride out there on the floor, knowing that we are youth black. This isn't a mistake. We are youth black and we're competing in the junior division. So that kind of ticked me off a little bit. Um, so I meant to say that in our last podcast, but I didn't. So, you know. Oh, South Carolina. I hope we go back there. It was a good trip. It really was a good trip. So anyway, all right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up. But before we go, we're going to go ahead and pick our, our winner from the gift card giveaway. And that winner is our very own Charlotte Holtz. So you have won a $25 gift certificate, or I mean Visa gift card, gift certificate to, Ameri- to American cheer must be spent at American. <laughs> so when you get this, shoot me a message. And um, we'll get that out to you. That's how easy it is to win. All you have to do is share, tag us in the video, or tag us in the uh, in the post, and we will make it happen. Anything else, be more? Nope, we are good to go. All right, guys. This might be the end of season one. We might do one more episode in season one, but we'll see. And we'll talk about we have tryouts coming up, so we'll talk about tryouts and all that good stuff. So, all right, yeah. guys. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.